Take yep, two. Take two. All right. Warm up question, y'all. This is this is an easy one. You got to move to a town in a horror movie. You have to spend every day, every day and night in this town for three hundred and sixty-five days. So it's not like you, you know you can move to Haddonfield if that's like a town you want to live in, but you have to live there throughout you know the Halloween day. It's not like I'm moving to Haddonfield. I'm just gonna leave, or I'm moving to Camp Crystal Lake. I'm just gonna leave on Friday the thirteenth. All right, so you can take day trips though. Wait, but like, do I you know, have to, do I have to know what the town is? No, you could be like the town from The Conjuring. Okay. Um, yeah. Where are they in The Conjuring? Connecticut. I don't know. It's Connecticut. Connecticut's... 50 it's not bad. I, I just... Uh, I went to New Haven recently. It wasn't bad. I don't think they were in New Haven. They were probably in some shit town. I'm picking a town from, like, a paranormal movie, like a haunted house, and then I just won't go to that house. I'll pick the um, town from, like, paranormal activity, and then I just won't which, go to Which one? Movie. Because... They all, some of them sucked, and one of them was in L.A. The, I'll say the first one, because that house was nice. The one in L.A. was like the, the hood with a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, but like, that seemed more livable. Like, I could not live in the paranormal activity, like that town. It looked boring. You have to drive everywhere. You're in, you're in the desert. There's scorpions and... You probably don't have any like town that you can like do anything fun. Pat, Pat started working in North Philly, and Pat's Puerto Rican now. <laughs> I am not Puerto Rican. Pat's no, like so Puerto Rican now. I just I need a walkable downtown. I can't move like like that would be my hell living in the the the, the, the town from Paranormal Activity. Pat is just so aggressively Philadelphian. So he's like, I don't, I don't care who the killer is as long as it's a walkable city. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like it has to be livable. Like you want to have fun, and not every day you're gonna be like haunted and like fighting for your life. All right, so I'm gonna give you an answer that might piss you guys off. It might not, and then I'm gonna give you an answer that, if it does piss you off, I would live in Salem, Massachusetts. In the Hoobie Halloween universe, but if that's not an actual horror, that that is not that does not count. Uh, all right, so then there I is no move. danger of living in that neighborhood. Yeah, they a, were throwing fucking eggs at them, man. Every every it's second. A Halloween if movie you want, I can throw Halloween. eggs at you anytime. Okay, so then uh, second answer. Then I would live in Nome, Alaska, where uh, what was it called? The Fourth Kind, the movie, The Fourth Kind, about the alien movie. Okay. All right. I would go to Nome, Alaska and live with that's Ellen. Fair. I mean, that's considered horror, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll give it. Yeah, that's fair. I, I just wouldn't want to live there. I feel like you would like the temperature, though. So I would like that like lifestyle, that. I think. Cold? <laughs> yeah. Like they, cold they and chopping your own wood. But the thing is, get, milk is like $12 a gallon in Alaska. That's what I'm saying. Why do you want that? Like, it's cold, but at what price? Literally everything is a lot, lot yeah, well everything is more expensive because everything is so desolate you like had a breakdown when dollar tree started charging a dollar 25 now oh, you now yeah. you want to live in Nome, alaska all right so then maybe they don't not have Nome. eggs in they don't One have hot eggs pocket, in Nome, probably 12 dollars you know what i would live in uh transylvania okay during dracula's 
reign. At the time when yeah. he, when he was Dracula. Yeah, and die in my twenties from like tuberculosis. What did they die in the eight, like seventeen hundreds from? I don't know. Man, from everything. Yeah, I would get like a I would cut I'd get like a paper cut and they then would die get, two yeah, weeks like later. A splinter. Yeah, I would live during that time. Where like anything can kill you. And I think I can survive a year during that time. Okay. That, that's so my right. answer, yeah, my answer is Transylvania during Dracula's era. I'm assuming Pat, that's you have an answer? No, I, I mean like I feel like since I asked the question, I don't have to answer it. That is so oh, such but, a fucking tough out. It's like that. But but I will answer it, and I thought about it, and honestly, I'll probably just move to, to Camp Crystal Lake. It looked like it had a good walkable downtown. I just stay away from the lake. I don't like lakes to begin with. Okay. I'll just do whatever I have to to not go to Dracula's castle. But just don't go out at night because he will eat you. Right. Yeah, like- I'll just like... Staying in at night. Yeah, just do that. Being be home before sundown every day. That's yeah. I don't know, man. He was going in people's houses. I gotta let him yeah, in. Well, though. They, yeah, you gotta let. Just, that's the thing, you know. Vampires, you just don't let them in. I don't think okay, it was like that in the book. I don't read. I think it was. Oh, maybe those people would like sleepwalk and go outside, but people would be waking up with bite marks on them, and they'd be like, "This is so weird." In in London, he got invited in because they just kept offering him to come in. They were like, "Hey, you, get in here," and he's like, "All right, sure, I'm a vampire." I just wouldn't let anybody in my house because anybody could be a vampire. So they'll be like, "You wouldn't have no friends over." No, not at night. Everybody's out by. By sundown. What if you invite a vampire in and then you ask them to leave and they step outside? Can they come back in? Yeah, I think, I think once the seal's broken, the seal's broken. I just feel like people weren't thinking. Like if you saw, if you saw a man in a cape and he's counting, I feel like that's just a bad sign to begin that's- with. That's not Dracula. That's the Count from Sesame Street. Right, but I'm saying like he's he, actually he very important to the development of the children. Right, but he was a vampire. Imagine that. You know what I'm saying? You just like you're walking down an alleyway in like the 1700s London, and some guy's like one, two, three, and you're like, oh, yeah, let me turn around, man. This guy's gonna got some up his sleeve. So yeah, okay. What's the second question? It more geared towards a um, movie we saw. Um, if you were in a go to, a, to go to a cabin in the woods and you were to find a board game that threatened to kill you, would you A, play or B, not? Am I allowed to ask clarifying questions to your question? Yeah, sure. You're an adult. So is there anything that... Is there anything, is it literally just a board game or does anything happen to lead me to believe that it might be real? Like, do the lights randomly cut out? Do you, like, do the doors lock before we start playing the game? Like, Sure, why not? Is yeah. there an offensive, like, figure? Yes. Just I'm saying, around. like, is it just a game or, like... It literally says, a- Julia, do you want to play? I want to say yes just to be fun. But I know that I wouldn't. I would literally just leave. <laughs> no, that's fair. That, that's my answer. Because well, I'll play that. It calls you by your name. 
And it's like, you have to play. Okay, so I have some questions, if I may. We did yeah, an escape sure. room where they wrote my name on the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got hit two times in the head. I got hit by a fucking baseball that fell out of the ceiling in the escape room because I solved the fucking puzzle and I got hit in the head with a... I got hit in the head with a um, with a key that didn't hurt, and then I got hit in the head with a fucking... And not even like a rubber baseball. It was like a real fucking baseball. It fell from a box and it just hit me right in the fucking head. Good times. All right, right. Shout out to Think Solve Escape. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Well, it was a lot of fun, not kind of fun. It was a lot of fun. I don't remember much of the night, though, from getting hit twice in the head. But So, okay, Pat, I have a question, though. All right. In this scenario, I'm in a cabin in the woods. Realistically, I will never be in a cabin in the woods by myself. Is someone with me in this scenario? Well, how else do yes. you play the game? Yeah, yeah. You can't, there's no one-player board games. Board games are for people who have friends. It's not like deadly solitaire. I mean, I don't play <laughs> board games. So. Okay, okay. Oh, so, so there's more people in this room. Yeah. Okay. Do I care about these people? Sure, why not? It's people you would choose to stay in a cabin in the woods with. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, unless you just surround yourself with people you don't like. All right, so people I care about. In this scenario, I guess it's the Poconos, me, Pat, and Juan. Definitely, I would play that fucking game. Yeah, the thing is, but the thing is, so I would say edge for no. Like I'd be like no, but also like if anyone else was in, I'm in. I just if it literally said my name on it, if if we're it, being real and like genuinely answering the question, I'm just leaving completely. Okay, yeah. If if it's like a serious answer, no, I'm not playing that. I'm leaving. Yeah, no. Don't, like the game's like Enrique. I'm gonna fucking tell you. Yeah, no. I'm like, well, then, I'm out, man. I mean, it depends. Like, is this like an Airbnb? Sure. You've never stayed here before. I don't know. Because it could be like a, you book like a spooky experience and they have your name from the booking. So they. No, no you're going for a relaxing weekend. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm leaving. But at that point, I assume the tires are already slashed and I have no choice. Yeah, I'm I'm out of there, man. I'm, I'm leaving. And if some guy wants to fight me. Hey man, look, we can, we don't have to, but I'm I'm leaving. I'm leaving, and if you guys are like, oh, you're acting like a little bitch, I'm still leaving. I think because I really don't care. Like I'm I'm out. It, realistically, I'm I'm gone. The moment I feel like I have like specific criteria that will like determine whether or not I can stay in a cabin in the woods. I don't know what they all are, but that's that's one of them that I'm leaving. Yeah. And and a bonus question that's even more on the nose for the move before we get into the movie. Do you believe in the common etiquette that everyone should know at the least who else is going on the trip? Yes. Yes, that part of the movie was wild and the guy was right the whole time. I'm on his side. That yep. girl was wild. Literally, if we were friends, I would never speak to her again. If yes. any of you brought your significant other to a trip and didn't tell me and I don't like them, I'm going to beat his ass or her ass or both their asses. That's what a if good you, friend would do. Yeah. And then when you guys be like, why did you beat their ass? Both of them. I'll just be like. Oh, I was talking about Carlton. Clifton? 
Clifton. They they called him Carlton, but his name was Clifton. We should probably yeah. tell people what movie we were referring to. We we went to see the well, black. Well, and- well, yeah, I was gonna say, but before we get that, because like everyone was like, "Oh, he's he, why are you invited?" And everyone's like, "He's like, yeah, well, this person invited me." And I was like, "No, was, I don't." Was he actually invited? Because I think the person that invited him died right away, so we never really got clarification. Chances are, he, no. He set the whole thing up. He sent the invites. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That makes sense. It's him. wild that they didn't have a group chat. They're probably not that close of friends, but pretend they're that close of friends. They're probably some, uh, half of them were probably like, oh, I don't have Facebook. And I'm not trying to be in a fucking text group chat. That shit's annoying. Um, wow. <laughs> no offense. Wow. But like, if you if you need like a big group chat, you better make it on Facebook Messenger. Wow. Nah, Facebook Messenger is lame. Yeah, so this this is exactly why they didn't have a group chat for this trip. Look, all jokes aside, if you invite me somewhere, I just think that like I personally need to know who's going because if you're inviting people, like, all right, let's just say. I'll be comfortable staying in the cabin with you guys. So I know you guys. I know you guys don't want to do anything, period, right? But I don't really trust people. So, like, if you tell me ahead of time, oh, two of my friends are coming. Pat's like, yeah, I got a couple of my friends are going. You might know one. It's like, all right, cool. They're your friends. So if something happens, it's either you're fucked up or Pat's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'll come to y'all and be like, yo, man, this shit ain't cool, you know? But then again, I trust, like, in this scenario, I trust you two enough to where if you bring somebody, I know they're good peoples, you know? So I, wouldn't, I don't do surprise guests, though. Right, right. So, I, I, But that's what I'm saying. I, I would need to know personally because yeah. I, I, I just, I don't, because do, the thing is, if it is somebody I don't really get down with, I, I ain't going. One of yeah. my cousins, one of my cousins, well, my, Juan, again, we're talking about Juan. My my friend Juan invited me to go backpacking, but he went with one of my cousins, and I'm like, I don't fuck with him like that. So I didn't go on that trip because I ain't fuck with him, and I missed out on a, on a once in a lifetime trip. Also, the two or three times he went to, I think Spain or Argentina, he got his nose broken each one from a guy. Some guy punched him in the face. The same guy? I don't know. I never asked for the same guy, but. So like I missed out on a once in a lifetime opportunity because there's one person that I ain't like you know I ain't fuck with. If you tell me Tom's going, if you tell me drunk Tom is going, and like drunk Tom is like another Tom, not like our Tom. Like if you're like oh cheese Tom is going, but also drunk Tom is going, I don't fuck with drunk Tom. So like if that's the only person I don't fuck with, I'm all right. But drunk Tom just goes to sleep. Well, I don't know who Drunk Tom is. I'm not assuming we're talking this about. Is a, uh, you know, I, I mean, use a different name besides Tom. This is confusing. Well, I just thought of Tom because I know he listens, and I just want to shout him out. Okay, um, I was thinking, no, because realistically, this is all right. So realistically, it would be like, man, we're going to Mahoney. I invited Tom and, and Jess, and then they're going. Shout out to Jess too. Thanks for listening. And it would be like, man, maybe Juan's coming. Fuck it, Ben. You probably would never go with us. So look, if if you said if you said to me, look, Tom and Jess are going. Also, Dom and Bess are going. I'd be like, I don't really fuck with Dom and Bess, but like I fuck with Tom and Jess. So if that's it, if like that couple's the only one couple, 
I'll count that as like one and be like, I don't fuck with Diamond Best, but like that's it. So like I can I can keep my distance, you know what I'm saying? And like because I know, you know, let's say two or more people I don't really fuck with is going. It's like nah, because then I'm gonna get aggressive. I'm gonna be like, I don't really fuck with them, you know. So I need to know. Yeah, I guess the answer is yeah. I need to know, man. I just think it's it's common courtesy. In the movie, they did not exercise that. I think that, like, as adults, also, if they were all paying, like, yeah, that doesn't that mean one percent. Yeah, like, we're just there were some logistical problems with that. So, so that's whatever. why I'm also saying I, it was unclear whether or not Clifton was genuinely invited because he was at like one party with them ten years ago. Why would he be invited? But the thing is, how would he know that they're all getting together? He could have just stalked them. Was he really a nerd? Like, was he really like yes. a dork? I yeah. kind of expected towards the end for him to like take off the disguise and yeah. that never happened. Because it was, that's one thing about the movie. It was like a little bit over the top for me. And I expected him to like drop the act, but then he never dropped the act. Yeah, he kept the act. That was that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, was he really like that? I was like, was... oh, he really talks. Well, the thing is, it wouldn't have made sense because that's that that would mean he was putting on an act ten years ago when they met. You know what I mean? Well, they don't remember him. He probably wasn't putting on the act. Like, if he used to be normal, they they remember. Yeah, like 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 he probably was just talking like you know a fucking college kid would talk, you know, and not like making up fucking words and. Saying a bunch of dumb shit. Thing is, he the thing is, he was over the top dorky. Like he was like <laughs> putting his fucking glasses up, dorky. And yeah. it's like they would have noticed if this fucking chump was with them playing spades ten years ago. Yeah, like, like I remember a lot of fucking chumps I was with ten years ago, and I can't remember three days ago. You know what I'm saying? But I can distinct, like I can distinguish a fucking like weird motherfucker. From 10 years ago. You know, like, if I seen him again, I'd be like, oh, shit, there they go right there. Yeah, you know? like, if you're playing spades and you, like, roasted him because he can't play spades, you, right. you'd remember. He'd walk by and be like, oh, man, didn't we take your black car from you? But also, like, if that kid you went to college with and played spades with got arrested, you'd, you would you'd know. know. Too. Yeah, you would know, too. But it's a movie, and it, it did what it had to do. True. So I guess we just segue into it then. I'm gonna I'm gonna mention what I was mentioning to you guys and what I wrote on my letterbox because it, it does tie into what, what Pat kind of wrote down in the notes, right? So I thought this movie was a masterpiece of writing. Uh, the you 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 gather the perfect cast. Like the 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 writer was one of the actors, mm-hmm. right? And and I think he produced it too. I think he like produced it, wrote it, and he acted in it. So First of all, you knew what you wanted. You knew exactly what you were going for. The The thing that I really appreciated about this movie is he also knew I'm making a horror comedy. What's the formula? How can I change it to make it my own? And how can I execute it? And he basically took everything that a horror comedy is to the T perfectly made it his own story, even though like the story itself is the same as any horror movie kind of thing. You take a horror comedy, you write it, make it your own, you cast it, and the acting for what it is 
was on the money. That doesn't mean they're getting Oscars any time in their life, probably. That doesn't mean, like, they might not even get big roles. They might just do, like, these kind of movies. But you know what? If he's writing these kind of movies, and if some of them are in his movies, like an Adam Sandler type of thing, I'd probably watch every single one of them. I, I think his... I, I was telling Pat, and then I was telling Julia, and then I was telling Letterbox. This was a Marlon Wayne's level of writing and people that are listening and don't understand are probably going to say what does that mean a lot of people don't understand like the genius behind marlon wayne's screenwriting he might seem like kind of corny he might you know whatever whatever but his resume of movies is phenomenal because you have the scary you have the scary movie series and we're not going to pretend like that like those weren't good movies we're not going to pretend like we didn't go to the theaters to see them you know what i'm saying and one of my personal favorite movies don't be a menace is well i just said it one of my, one of my personal favorites haunted house later on in his career when he wrote a haunted house the first time i saw it I was like this is really fucking stupid but then I sat and saw it one day as I got a little older, and I'm like, this movie is hilarious because it is what it's supposed to be. It's a stupid movie because it's a comedy. It has the horror aspect. And in this case, with the blackening, you have your typical slasher feel. You have your kind of its own theme. They're celebrating Juneteenth. Everything in the movie ties into this era and like pat and i were talking in in, in the car on the way back and we, we were discussing like if this were made in the early 2000s it would be scary movie like that like right. scary movie it was over the top body action you know like that goofiness and that like jim carrey type of action yeah there's like a scene in every scary movie where they do this right 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 exactly like in all of them in the series and for y'all for those that can't <laughs> see julia which is literally everyone but me she's flailing her arms back and forth but if you know scary movie you know the motion she made and it's like just weird like when when Anna Ferris keeps getting like hit in the face and falls down and gets up and gets in the face again and falls yeah. down and every time she keeps getting hit in the head, that's that two thousands comedy. You that's not funny to kids now. Right. So he understood that and did what is funny to kids: subtle jokes, the dialogue, the whole like, the 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 whole like scary movie kind of like don't go there, don't go there. You know, he did all of that. And I don't know. I, I I just I personally I personally think that this was some of the best writing I I in a movie that I have seen in a long time. Original writing. There was jokes that you can't make even now, no matter who you are. But he found a way to tie these jokes perfectly to where it's not you would not even know how offensive it is. Like the last scene, for those of you listening, I don't care if you haven't seen it, the last scene, they get sprayed, they get hosed down. Mm -hmm. Like you can't make that joke nowadays. That that like blackface little emblem on the game, 
I mean, you do that, man, you're going to prison. You know what I'm saying? But he found a way to do it politely to where we're just laughing. And I, I personally, I thought that was like super genius. Like the fact that he understands the era and everything kind of felt like today. You know, it didn't feel like kind of all for it all felt like today. Because also I was telling Pat in Scary Movie, Sean Waynes was playing a gay guy, Ray. I think his name was Ray, Ray Ray, right? Yeah. And he Ray Ray was gay. But he was like flamboyant over the top, kind of like goofy gay. Like they made the gay character. It was offensive. Yeah. Offensive, goofy. But at that time, that's funny. You know, in the early 2000s, that's funny. That's not funny now. And he understands that. I think the way he wrote, he wrote a strong black gay guy into this into this role and who was a fucking hero also you just knew he was gay you know so like yeah like and it, you didn't need to make it like over the top goofy it, silly yeah like it really wasn't a joke at any point like no. it just was a character like no it's like never even really referenced he put on his jacket that said that bitch and i was like hell yeah you know what i'm saying he understands that you're going to make the gay guy in this movie funny, but not let's make fun of him funny. Like they did in the early 2000s, like they did in the late 90s. All of that understanding, like he had to go back to see some of these spoofs that were done in the past and said, you can't really do that right now. But how can we do something like this? Because people like this. So how can we do something like this and fit it into today? but still give you that same comedy, you know? Like nothing in this nothing in this movie was offensive. Nothing. But that's because he wrote it and he knows what lines he can tiptoe and what lines he can't. I just think it was I'm not saying the movie was the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's not even like maybe top 5 horror comedy I've seen, but the writing it's it's up there. It's like one or two best horror like horror comedy writing i've seen it's like it's like up there with like scary movie Shaun of the dead uh i can't think of any more off the top of my head but like scary movie Shaun of the dead they're the first two i think of when it comes to horror comedy they're home runs this one's right up there with them i mean i thought it was really good too writing wise i'm talking about like writing wise yeah I don't know if like the plot was 100% for me, but my <laughs> my whole thing about it is, like I said earlier, this movie did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't expect flawless, um, logical plot lines from a comedy. It's just a comedy. Take it for what it is. And in that way, it was good. And I think it was also really unique and different. Like We haven't seen anything like this in recent years at all. They don't make scary movies anymore scary movie scary movie even at the time i don't remember what number it was but i watched like one of the scary movies a while ago and it was one of like the later ones like probably the last one that came out mm-hmm. and when i rewatched it i was like this is offensive and it was offensive at the time that it came out i was like this is like bad for like whether it be like 2010 2012 i don't know when it came out but i was like probably run that time i was like you can't say this stuff at the time that this even came out but I think that this was like a different approach and I thought it was good. The the, the one thing, first, first of all. It was, so I'll, it was funny without making fun too much. I right, don't, yeah. 
I'm not going to say it wasn't offensive because I'm not the person that right, can say right. that, but it's not really up to me. But Listen, I thought the plot was one of the greatest parts of it because <laughs> the whole reason for this movie is spades. Yeah. The fact that he's willing to kill these people because he lost in the game of spades and they made fun of him. The fact that like, and, and I'm going back to like the whole writing thing. You got, I, I don't know if it was like six or seven or I don't know how many were like actually there, but you have like, uh, whatever, seven black college graduates, right? And he wrote in a specific stereotype for how each of them look. And that was what the character was based off of. And it was, it was genius. He knew what he was doing to where it, it like you said, you're not making fun of them. You're not laughing right, at them. It, there were, you're laughing with them. It was all stereotypes, but looking back there, most of them were not negative stereotypes. They just are. They just were. were, were like They're were, like, we play spades and like stuff like that. Yeah. But the thing it is like, you have the ex thug who doesn't do any of that anymore he married a white woman you have the one person in your group that's like half white you have the one girl who's like a super successful lawyer and like is on the edge of like i want to keep my friends but then like i kind of have my i'm like up here and like my friends are kind of like right here she was goofy as hell for right right but but i'm saying like you you have the you have the guy that's like yeah you know this time is different I got like six friends that say that shit to me every week. I would have, I would have fought her literally. All of that together to me, it, it's, it's, it's some of the highest. It's up there. It's one, two, three. Again, it's scary movie, Shaun of the Dead, the blackening. When it comes to like writing this, this, this kind of movie, it's definitely one of the best. I think personally, that's just my opinion. I think I like that this movie was made. It was, like I said, it's unique. It's different. It's a take we haven't really seen. It's not, it's completely different. It's not just another generic scary movie or just horror comedy. I think it's kind of like a whole, it's its its own thing. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think it's fair to compare it to a scary movie? Because like, it is its own thing, completely different. But anytime anyone, I mean, like, does like horror comedy, they get kind of compared to scary movie. Do you think that's even like relevant? You kind of have to compare this because they're very different, but you can see like the inspiration, I guess. And it's the closest, even though they're like kind of a completely different approach, it's the closest thing we have mm-hmm. to compare to. I, so it, it is. And, and, and the thing is, like I said, you have, the, the top three movies that I mentioned, Scary Movie 1, because it's the original, Shaun of the Dead, because it's one of the first movies that actually like really had me laughing, laughing, and this one. And to me, it's like, I'm comparing them to them two, because to me, those two are the cream of the crop. They're up there. I don't know what the cream of the crop means. I just yeah. hear, and uh, there's only so many horror comedies to compare it to. I right, mean, I'm right. sure we could name a dozen other ones that we're just not thinking of, but... I mean, like, I also kind of view it as, like, almost like a response to, like, the Jordan Peele movies. Like, we've been getting a lot of, like, black-themed horror coming out. And so this is kind of, like, a response to that. Yeah, you know what? That Yeah, Even I though see that. I know Jordan Peele has said, like, he never intended to do that. It kind of just... Just happened. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. not that type of director. He's not intending to make all, like, racially 
themed movies. It just so happens to like he's a black man. He writes black characters. He Us writes characters funny. very well. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He's just a good storyteller. People will find motivation because of the fact that he uses diversity in his movies. Like Nope, I would say like Nope was great. It, you know, like it, it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't have the same racial uh, prowess right. as like a Get Out. But then again, people were like, well, they, 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 they talked about black people, so. Right. I think people saw Get Out and then everything he came at, out with after that, they're like, oh, this is another race movie. And it's just like, no, he just, just makes characters that look like him. And then obviously in the real world, themes of racism are going to come up a lot of the yeah. time. And it, it doesn't mean it's a central theme of the movie. It's just... At some point, it's realistic. I saw this. I saw this like clip of an interview with Denzel, and I don't remember what it was about. But I, the the gist of it was they basically asked Denzel could like Martin Scorsese or they, they, it was something to do with race, and he was just like you know Martin Scorsese can make like great Italian movies, and Spike Lee could make these aren't the examples, but like it's basically it's just like. Uh, Spike Lee can make great black movies, you know, like pro black, and be- because it's a cultural thing, it's not like a director thing, it's not a skill thing. Like, if I were a director and I were to make some movie where it's like Mexican characters, I can tell you what it was to grow up as a Mexican American kid. I can tell you like what it was to like not be Mexican enough for your family and not be American enough for your friends. You know, like I can tell you all these things because I've been. It's all cultural. You know, I can tell you what, like, it is waking up in Mexico. I can tell you what it is, like, 10 a.m. in the morning going to to work at the farms because that's their lifestyle. And, like, as a kid, I was around that stuff. So, like, I can tell you that. So, like, Jordan Peele can write a lot of movies where he's writing. He's writing parts for, like, great black characters because he knows that. It's cultural. Right. It's like if you were to make a movie that had was like Mexican and people are like, Oh, this is a super Mexican movie. And then your response would just be like, well, I just wrote a movie. Right. Right. Exactly. Of like characters that I know. Cause like, Denzel was saying like, you know, like he knows what the hot cone feels like in the morning, what it smells like. He knows what this feels like. He knows what that feels like. So like to, to write a movie, yeah, I can write a movie about Asian people. I can write a movie. I can go and study the culture. Like they, when they made prey, um, the costume designer. We, we were watching it in the in the um, Chainsaw Wars. The costume designer did like extensive research, and she did enough research to where she won best costume design. So, yeah, I can do that. I can study it for a couple years. I can go abroad and live in Japan and live amongst the monks and ask them like, what was the samurai culture like? I just saw Forty Seven Ronin with Keanu Reeves. I thought that was one of the goofiest thing to have Keanu Reeves in it. But, like, I can go to Japan and I can study samurais for 15 years, write a movie, and I could probably be accurately correct. But I wouldn't understand the little things. But if I wrote a movie about the life of, like, a Mexican-American kid, I can tell you all of the details because it's just little things that to me it's just like, oh, this is natural. And then everybody's like, oh, my God, I never knew that. And I would be like... Oh shit! Well, that's just how it is. Yeah, you're like it's just regular. Yeah, it's so not... like, 
I don't remember what the I don't remember what the question was, but um, basically, we're seeing a lot more raci- oh, yeah. racially diverse movies, right? Yeah, um, so like the the Jordan Peele thing we were talking about, or that that uh, you and Pat mentioned, like he does that because he knows, like that's culture. Like, right. He knows how to write that character because at any moment he could be that character. Yeah. Th- this movie, The Blackening, was obviously different. It was like the themes were there. It was done on purpose. Mm-hmm. But it is it's good in general to see the diversity. Like, no, definitely, definitely. I. I... I agree 100%. I mean, yeah, we, you want to see a diverse film slate of, you know, and, and, and we are. We're seeing more, um, we're seeing more diverse horror movies. We're seeing more diverse across the board. Maybe that's just because we're paying more attention to it. Hopefully, you know, start a move, certain movies start getting more better recognition. Yeah, like I'm, like I'm I, glad this had like the theater release that it had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just going to get into that because like, Looking at other stream, looking at streaming service, going back to the streaming thing, and we're not going to talk about it, but they all have like a black and horror section or an LGBTQ in and horror section, and like all of them are like trying to promote these like new and up and coming um, directors with ideas but not budgets, and um, I think that's great. Hopefully, soon we start seeing more in theaters. But the blackening, you did say theater release. It it got eight million on. I don't know if it was opening weekend or opening day or whatever. The only numbers it's coming up that I can find is eight million. It got six million on opening day. It might have gotten eight million opening weekend. It cost seven million to make, but they didn't update for the rest of the week. So they might have like you know grabbed a few more million, which is nice because I want to see this movie succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I hope it does because I again, I appreciate craft. I appreciate people like I appreciate passion and I don't remember who the hell I was talking to, but like I appreciate passion. That's the one thing that I like truly truly appreciate. Like if you're passionate about something, you could be fucking horrible at it, but if you're passionate about something, like I respect that so much. And I feel like this was this was written out of passion. You know, like this was written out of like, oh, I want to make this and I want to make this as funny as I can make it. And I want to make this as like relatable as I can make it. I want to make it as cool as I can make it. And I think it hit all the check marks. You know, I I think it hit all the check marks. And like this to get a theater release and to to get these these actors and actresses that were in this movie, maybe they jump to another movie. Maybe they get like a few bigger movies or like bigger name movies or they get thrown into like other horror movies as like side characters or something. I I think like the theater release is just going to be great for them too. Well, not them too, them also the, the people. Right. Yeah. Oh no, the, the exposure was right. I mean like the theater we went to was sold out. There was one yeah, seat open and it was a seat uh, next to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I purposely did that so I'd have a space to put my bag. Coming in off the train, guys. Yeah, man. That's, yeah, yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, no, but that was great to see because, like, you know, the, the Flash completely flopped. You know, it still put in, like, massive numbers compared to other movies. But it flopped. But there's a lot of people out going to the movies. 
we're seeing a lot of people. There's a lot of things out. People are going to see like Little Mermaid for the fifth time. I'm glad that some people took the chance on seeing a a weird, quirky horror movie. Some fun notes on the uh, actual writing of it because we keep talking about it. Dwayne Perkins, who is who played Dwayne in the movie, who also helped produce this, helped write. He did majority of the writing. He came up with this skit like a long time ago. It was a skit for like his comedy group. He did like some improv with it. And um, a, a YouTube video just became like viral. And that was like five years ago and nothing like he got a bunch of views and he started getting like other jobs off of this. So like he's like been writing, he's been doing some small time writing for Netflix, some for a bunch of other comedians um, have started hiring him as a writer. Uh, Rachel Wolf was like his one of his biggest supporters. She's hired him a bunch of times. He's written a bunch of stuff for her. Um, Jay Farrow, who's also in this movie, has hired him to write. And eventually the, the thing found the way to Tim Story, who's the director. And he was like, oh, this is really funny. So he like finds this um, comedy troupe and he's like, who wrote this like script or like, do you guys want to make a movie with me? Let's make this into a feature length. They were all like, oh no, that was like, they, they, any, any one of those story, it seemed like any one of them could have taken credit for it because like they all acted in a skit, but they were all like, no, no, that was Dwayne's idea. He wrote it. That's his baby. And the rest is history. Tim Story's like, let's make a movie. Like I'll help write it with you and like a few other people helped him write it because he said he never written a movie before and that's this is what we got so Dwayne Perkins put a long a lot of time and effort into this and he's been waiting for a while for a, a break and, and uh, it's cool to see that the the blackening the original skit opened a bunch of doors to for him and now that it opened his biggest door which is a full movie and again that's passion. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it turned out to be his passion project. I, I love that, man. I, I think something like that is what lacks. I was I was reading an article this morning because uh, I couldn't sleep. So I was reading the article this morning and I, I just stumbled across it. It wasn't even like important. I don't know. How, maybe I fell asleep and I hit it with my nose or some shit. Somehow it opened up and I looked at my phone. And I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? And it was an article. I don't know who wrote it. I it's not like informational. It was just like there was a room. There's a rumor that Marvel's using AI to write most of their movies, and they just the writers just like fill in the gaps. So like they write like the endings. They write like basically the story, and the writers just kind of fill in the gaps. This person does this. This person does that. This happens. This door opens, and again I don't know it might have been just one of those like stupid like marvelsucks.com websites or something but it it was interesting because I'm like you, you get these movies every year you get like five or six superhero movies and don't get me wrong I love superhero movies I love comic books I love like I, I love that world of like a superhero existing and all that stuff yada 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 I, I do I, I do appreciate that and I do love it a lot but they're boring. I go because I enjoy it. That doesn't mean I enjoy the movie as much. I just enjoy going to see them. You know what I'm saying? So it's fascinating to me because you have these Marvel movies that kind of, they've been pretty big still. They do well in the box office. But like Ant-Man did horrible. Thor did horrible. 
the uh, what was the other one? The Elementals. Elemental is that out? That no, no, no. The that's elementals a- and elemental are two different things. Uh, yeah, but the elementals oh, I, was. I know a, what you're talking about. But elemental did bad too in the box office. Is doing bad in the box office, but like these movies, they're the same movie. The shows, they're the same shows. They're boring. I think people just watch them now because they just been following it for so many years. But then you have, you know, something like this, and you can clearly see the difference between. I'm not saying I believe that article that like AI is writing most of this stuff, but you can clearly see the difference that like there's not much being put into those like big mainstream movies. But you get a movie like this, you know that movie was carefully done. You know that movie wasn't just like we're gonna get sued for that. You know that movie was okay. Yeah, Yeah. somehow the, the TV unpaused. Nah, it's all good. I'm just playing. Oh, I thought you like broke glass. I actually, I thought you were listening to music. I was going to be like, "Damn, Pat, that's an asshole movie." No, man. I would like, not. No, <laughs> which is just weird because like my PlayStation controller is like far off to the left of me. It's probably the ghost we have, probably. But it, it is. I it, and Pat, if I can, I want to touch up on something else that you wrote because I think yeah, this. I, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say because. Pat mentioned that the guy who played King was in House Party. The guy who played Nomi was in White Yeah, Man's I was going to bring that. Uh, and because I, I was looking at this one and I, before I started ranting, I was thinking about this one a lot. And like House Party, me and Pat went to go see it. It was, I didn't like it. But I, I thought it had it. its moments. Yeah, I mean, it had, I, I mean, they had the Kid Cudi moment. And then, you know, yeah, it I was know. what it was. All right, the but, line went, wait, when LeBron walks in, and goes, they're like, man, you're not supposed to be back for another week. And he goes, I'm the greatest of all time. Of course, I found enlightenment in a week. Like that—that's one of the funniest lines. Yeah, like LeBron was funny and Kid Kaidi was funny. Everything else kind of sucked. Yeah. Okay. LeBron so beat, LeBron beat the guy in basketball, and they hyped it up to be like it was going to be even. Yeah, yeah. And he like kicked the shit out of him. Like. <laughs> I'll admit that the movie the movie had its moments, but like overall, it wasn't a good movie. And like, I refuse to watch White Men Can't Jump. Oh my god, it's so bad! I love the original so much. I, the original, like, I literally yesterday at a site visit, I literally quoted Wesley Snipes from White Men Can't Jump. I told funders, I at some point. I said, and I quote, even the sun shines on a dog's ass some days. You know, it's like, I love that movie so much. And I see a quick little preview of the remake. And it's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I I can't. I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'll never watch that movie ever. Basically, Pat puts out the question, original content versus remake. And uh, yeah, I want to hear, I guess I want to hear like, what do you guys think about like, okay, let's, let's, what do you guys think about remakes? I think you can't generalize and judge them overall. Go ahead, Pat. So we are, we are living in a world where it seems like there's a lot of soulless remakes and I, and I don't mean like that they, they aren't made without passion or whatever, but like a lot, like no one asked for a He Got Game or not He Got Game. You know, maybe we, we should get a He Got Game remake. 
Oh no! Have, you have someone who I don't know who will play Jesus Shuttlesworth. Uh, Ray uh, Allen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna bring in like old ass Ray Allen. Um, Ray Allen yeah. <laughs> no, maybe, but like I don't know. Like there's certain things that there's like no one asked for. When people like started seeing um, the white man can't jump, people were like no one asked for this. This is terrible. No one likes Jack Harlow. They went out there and they 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 got um the the guy who played Nambi. His name is slipping me right now. You know, it just it wasn't good. And and the he got um in the the girl the lady who played Lisa was in Block Party, which was a remake. Like you have all these remakes of movies, and and they just they struggle to capture the essence and feel relevant. Whereas in this, there you could tell there was a lot of passion. It felt relevant. It felt funny. Nothing felt like overly offensive. It was just executed perfectly. And I think that we do get so much with like reboots and remakes and and i'm not saying it's all bad but like i do love i'm a sucker for original content it may be stupid it may not have the budget but like angry black girl and her monster which like no one else is in the world has seen unfortunately is such a fresh take on an old story that it didn't feel like a remake i mean i wouldn't call that a remake i would say it's like inspired by, I wouldn't call yeah, it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that's fair. Like an adaptation. There you go. That was the word. Thank you, Julia. I'm gonna read one line. White men can't jump. Is a soulless, sad, pathetic mess. That's one review. Period. That's the end of the review. Right. And I was trying to look up other reviews, but. Then I remember, like, people write, like, actual reviews. <laughs> like, I'll have to read the actual review. But I don't mind remakes, you know? I, I don't mind them. Um, Evil Dead remake, phenomenal. The Friday the 13th remake, I liked the Friday the 13th remake. I had no problem with it. I wasn't cool with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. It is what it I is. I, it is what it is. I just wasn't cool with it. It wasn't bad. I just personally wasn't cool with it. But, like... I'm not mad at none of these remakes. You know, I'm not mad at Children of the Corn getting a remake. What's that Rob Lowe vampire movie called? Salem's Lot. I love That's Salem's Lot. That's a remake. I love just, I love that movie. The Ring is a remake. The Ring, Pet Cemetery, even though I thought it was this new one was kind of stupid. Pet Cemetery was great. You know, but I, we're not going to say it wasn't great. I mean, we're not going to oh, say I, it was I, great. No, no, sorry. <laughs> We're Watch not gonna it. say it was great, but like it, it like I'm not mad at it, you know. I'm not, but there's just some move because horror movies you can remake them all you fucking want, you know. Most and of them you were, will. yeah, because most of them were written in like the fucking 30s and 40s and 50s, you know. Right. I think there are a lot of like phenomenal remakes that the original just wasn't ever didn't ever get picked up, didn't get popular, mm-hmm. and I think just in general there are some remakes, like I said, The Ring that are like extremely solid and like really great movies that stand on their own. They're not all bad. But. And I was talking about remakes yesterday with my, with, with um, somebody and he had mentioned that he heard they were doing a tombstone remake and I would jump off the Ben Franklin because they already did that like shot for shot with Kevin Costner and it's like Kevin Cosner is no Kurt Russell. 
in anything he does. He will never be Kurt Russell. And it's just like, you can't, like, I don't know if you've guys seen Tombstone. I don't I've know if anyone both of them. really has seen Tombstone like that. I've but seen, so. Dead in Tombstone. Here's the thing. I didn't even see Dead in Tombstone. I saw Dead Again in Tombstone. I didn't even watch the first part. Oh, so you've seen part two. Okay. Tombstone, uh, anyone that's listening, you probably already know, because I think I said this last week. Tombstone is one of my top five favorite movies ever, 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 ever. I can quote Tombstone if it's on. I can go line for line for line for line. I have seen it a hundred million times. Now, I'm not mad if they make a remake. The thing is, the cast in that movie was so phenomenal. Like, you just cannot find anyone now to play, to cast, to play those characters any better. And that's the same for a lot of movies. Like, because uh, uh, another movie we were kind of talking about, like another movie we mentioned, which I also mentioned last week, was yeah, I hear it too. <laughs> another movie, um, another movie it was uh, The Quick and the Dead. Right, The Quick and the Dead is another western, and I thought I didn't like westerns, but apparently I do because I just named two of them. The Quick and the Dead is so great. You have a baby face Leo. He was probably like thirteen years old, maybe sixteen. I don't know. I, don't, I can't distinguish age. You had like a young Russell Crowe. You had it was one of Gene Hackman's last movies. Sharon Stone was like this badass cowboy chick. Keith David was in the movie as like a a paid gun, and it, it like you can't you're not gonna find a cast better than that. That's gonna remake this movie and make it better. It's just gonna make it worse. So there's certain movies you just cannot remake. You can remake. I will say, wait, the 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 remake of um, Three Ten to Yuma was really good. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You can make some, but like it, the thing that, is, that's, that's one of the better better westerns. I'm just saying. If if you if you take a movie that's just n- not just like liked by me, which anything that's liked by me is phenomenal because I only like phenomenal things, but like critically acclaimed. You know, like, like Doc Holliday will never be played any better than Val Kilmer played Doc Holliday. No one, no one on earth will play Doc Holliday better. He was better than the real Doc Holliday. You know what I'm saying? Like, he played Doc Holliday better than, like, the, the real Doc Holliday was like an actor portrayal of Doc Holliday compared to what Val Kilmer did. Like, it was phenomenal. You know, you can't remake that. You you just can't. And there's there's a lot of movies like that. Like you remake, uh, what's that movie called with the little bunny and the cat? Um, uh, Space Jam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Like you remade Space Jam twenty years too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can remake that kind of movie. You just made it too, twenty years too late. Yeah, and they they made Lola Bunny not thick anymore, so slim thick. Yeah, didn't hit the same. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you they you, got too woke and. Yeah, that was kind of whack. Cause uh, I, my favorite part and my favorite part in in um in uh what's Space Jam. <laughs> my favorite part in Space Jam is when uh they're playing the Monstars and they get that like special drink. And I forget who, I think, I don't know if it was like Sylvester or Bugs Bunny took the shorts off the one alien 
And she's just like, hey, nice butt. I, f- I fucking laugh for hours watching that. And it's like not even, a f- it's just like, you could have remade that whole movie. You could have fucking made one every year with a different basketball player. That would that would have been great. No. But, no, listen. No, the you, fact that they had Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player, like, you, you, you're you not going to top that. You wouldn't watch that with an Allen Iverson? Of course I would, because I love Allen Iverson. Well, but man. like, You wouldn't watch that with a prime Shaquille O'Neal? No, because Shaq would never do that. Are you serious about that? Shaq already had movie. Like, he was already doing the movie. Like, But I'm saying, if they were like... 2002, the new, if it were like a Madden cover, 2002, new Space Jam movie, Shaquille O'Neal, two time champion, three time champion, whatever he was in 2002. You mean to tell me you wouldn't watch that? I mean, I'd watch it, but like it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. And you have Kobe Bryant as playing the Bill Murray role? Kobe Bryant would never do that. (laughs) Yeah, no, but fuck, you can bring Bill Murray in every, you can bring Bill Murray in every, like, you can remake that movie. You just can't wait twenty some years and remake that movie. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. That just that's just not that's not smart. You can't do that. Some movies you just shouldn't touch. Now, original content. I don't know if this is even a question we should ask, but like, how do you guys feel about like original content? <laughs> I hate that's it. Not a real I hate it. Yeah, no, yeah, that is a some terrible of, some question. Some of it's stupid, man. You know. Yes, it, some In of it is context, stupid. In this context, when you say original content. You're just it's saying gonna... movies. How do you guys feel about films on the film? Yeah. Right. It's been a long day. I'm sorry. I did just recently find out that Indiana Jones is basically a remake or it was like ripped off from some some TV show. Like the exact yes. character was pulled straight from this show. Oh, probably. Tomb Raider is pulled from that. Fucking I love yeah. Tomb Raider. Star Wars was pulled from a lot of movies, you yeah. know, like I get the fact that like nothing's new, but nothing is new. Everything is inspired by something else, but that's okay. People bring fresh takes and it makes life fun. I feel yeah. like the the TV show Westworld was like a really good adaptation of the movie from the 70s. Did you see Westworld? No, I'm just making shit up about a show I've never seen. No, the movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Okay. no. I'm just I didn't have that question. Pat had that question. Sorry, I, I did see both Westworlds. <laughs> I saw it after I saw the TV show. We shouldn't talk about it because there's nothing like original I'm content. sorry, I didn't mean to attack you. No, it's okay. <laughs> now that I was I like, said, do you mean movies? Now that I say it out loud. No, no, but like, I do appreciate someone trying to do something different. Someone trying to tell a story that they think has never been told before or their they're, they're twist on like, I don't know, original characters, I will always give it a shot. It's not always the best. And sometimes it's not the director or the writer's fault. Sometimes it's the fact that they just have, like, no budget. But, you know, you can always make up for lack of budget with a lot of heart. To be fair, I guess, we could say, like, The Boogeyman was not original content. I'm sure if we listed, like, the last ten movies we saw, most of them technically aren't considered original content. No. I feel like you could even argue like the blackening, even though it's like the same writer, same director, it's an adaptation of a comedy skit. It's not. Yeah. But like a two second comedies, like. Yeah, that's, that's fair, but it's still an adaptation of the original work. I'll, I'll count it as original content because it is the same writer that just like rewrote it. The same writer. Yeah. 
I don't think it counts as like a rewrite at that point. No, yeah, and it's, it wasn't like a movie before. Like most of the stuff coming out this year is not original. Except me. Yeah, yeah, but that that's what makes some things fun that, you know, we're, when when we get something so drastically different or not, not even necessarily different, but like new. And hopefully we continue seeing some new fun stuff. Did you think, would, like, would you count, Ren- I would count Renfield as original content. It, it has characters inspired, but it's not like. The story, I, I think the story was a little different. So yeah. I would consider that kind of like original. I guess we re- really would have to specify what we mean by original content. I feel like there's a lot of different categories. There's 100% original. Then there's like very loose 2%. adaptation. Then there's reboot. Then there's like requel. Never say that word again. Look, we'll let the we'll let the next scream movie define all this. Yeah. Yeah, they need to go Jenna back to Orte- Jenna Ortega will do the work for us. When I think like straight up original, I think of the movie Rubber. Okay. When I think of like straight up original, like I think of the movie Rubber. I think of the movie uh, Thanks Thanks Killing. I think of, <laughs> I think like I, I think of like movies like that that like honestly who the fuck is thinking about this stuff? You know, like for those who don't know, I'm sure that's like ninety nine percent of people listening. Thanks Killing is about a turkey who was uh what, what was the turkey was like revived or like the spirit of a Native American was put into the turkey to kill all white people for for murdering Native Americans and like you can tell the movie was made with like a hundred and fifty dollar budget. There's a guy in that movie that has two eagles tattoos, and I yeah. love that. But then you have the movie Rubber about a tire with telekinesis powers. Who's thinking about that? People that are just like, "Fuck, this would sound cool as fuck if we did a movie about like that's original to me." It's like original, original. But then like I feel like the blackening was original. I feel like. Skinamarink was original. You know, I feel like, fuck, Sisu, I feel like, was original. You I, know? I really thought we were going to go a whole episode without mentioning Skinamarink, but you did it for me, so. Yeah, I got you. You know, I got you. I was no, saying, do you want me to go down the list of the last 10 movies we've seen? And Do you, uh, have, them, do you yeah. have them up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I got my letterboxed, and, and I'll go off of the blackening. Original. Do you agree? Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spider-Verse. Not original. Little Mermaid. Not original, clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 3. Not original. The Pope's Exorcist. I mean, it's adaptation of a literal book. The book was original content, but it's adapted from a book. So original. Yes. Because it's about the book. Yeah. So, okay. Well, so we can say that. I'll give it. We'll give it that. Loosely um, original. Super Mario Brothers the movie. Not original. Yeah. Renfield. Mm, t- semi- Original. It's up there. So Super Mario is actually a remake. If we were to categorize it, is it a remake or like a reboot? I thought it would. A remake means it would have roughly the same plot. If it's just another Mario movie, I don't think it counts as a remake. What did I say? You said remake. Okay, so it's a reboot. Yeah, Sorry. reboot. Go ahead, Pat. All right. So, um, Evil Dead Rise. Sequel. Yeah. Not really a original. Yeah. Sequel to a reboot. But I was afraid. 100% original. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Never, never seen any of that shit before in my entire life. Mm-hmm. 
And and this would be 10, but I'm going to add 11 just because I want to. Dungeons and Dragons. Original. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's based off of an RPG game that has infinite possibilities. I would say, you know, it's original. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. And then- 65. Oh, 100% original. Mm-hmm. I'm- so, yeah. The story of 65 is great when you think about it. I actually really loved 65. It fell flat in a few places. I think it had some like major, major flaws, but I mm-hmm. still loved it. I love that it takes place a day before the end of the <laughs> Basically was, the I, end of the world. I think I'm, that was great. I'm also like really embarrassed that I did not get that to like literally like halfway like an hour into the movie i turned to Enrique and i was like i think that's the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs and he was like yeah and i was like oh man Bo is afraid that's more so like rubber i feel like right like that's like original original like someone was afraid i feel like they didn't think about any of that shit a day before they wrote it. Like they wrote it down the same day it came mm-hmm. into their mind. Mm-hmm. It was completely out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Someone probably read that script and said, what the fuck is this? And they're like, Whoop, that's good enough for me. So like Bo's original, that's, that is, I'm not Bo's original, Bo is afraid. That's like one of those films that I mentioned. That's like, to me, it's like original, original, original. That's like straight up rubber. That's like thanks killer. And that's like one of those movies that no one, people might have had some sort of storyline similar to it, but that actual movie, no one's thinking of that. No one's thinking of a of a naked Joaquin Phoenix getting stabbed by another naked man and getting confused for the naked man that's stabbing him. No one's thinking that. Someone's dad's like a giant set of nuts. No one's thinking of like he fucking uh, goes into the woods and meets his fucking father after like 45, 50 years. Like that's original, original, hands down, just like straight up original. It's actually not even a film that that's just Joaquin Phoenix's life. Yeah. Told on screen. Yeah. Man, I feel so bad for him if that's the case. And that was Kensington. It's just Kensington. <laughs> yeah. That was during um, the time Joaquin Phoenix lived in Kensington. In all seriousness, I think it's really fascinating when we look at, like, whether you want to call things original or not, it's really interesting to see how many movies are not original because some you have most things are like, even something like Renfield, you can say it's original, but it's based on something. The Pope's Exorcist yeah. based on a book. Out of the last 10 movies we saw, out of the last 11, I think only two were 100% original from scratch. Uh, the Blackening 65. 65. Bo's Afraid. And if you... And The Blackening, I'll give you that. The Blackening. And if you want to, you could say Dungeons and Dragons, but it can be argued because... Yeah, it's- like I would argue that that's based on... At least the aesthetic of it. You can't argue like the aesthetic and the characters were based on something else. Right, right. It's like you can say it is original. You can argue that. But you can't argue about the black man because you can't say it's scary movie because it's not. Yeah. You can't say it's Shaun of the Dead because it's not. You can't say it's a haunted house because it's not. Like that movie is standalone. Bo's afraid. Tell me a movie that 
not you, like not. I'm just saying, like in general, anybody. Like, tell me a movie that's similar to Bo's Afraid. Like, what's one movie that you can see and say, like, oh man, this is just Bo's Afraid. None. There is none. That's my take. Even Cocaine Bear, which like I didn't mention. Um, oh, one hundred percent. Based original. on a true story. Based yeah. on a true story. That bear. There was a bear that. I I, I do love that though because it's like. Let's let's take this story and let's dial it up to a hundred. I loved it so much that it's original to me. I don't care what you guys say. Still insane that that's how I found out that Ray Liotta died. I told that you. is like, near the end I of the movie. Like, I was like, "This was Ray Liotta's last movie." You were like, "What?" And no, end, and I was like, like and I was like, "Well, yeah, it just came out. He hasn't been in anything else this year." <laughs> and then I saw the end credits. R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah, that was. I also time. don't know any other movie he's been in besides B movie. So, uh, Goodfellas is like his big, big, big movie. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot more, but like Bigfellas is one. He was in Smoking Aces too, I think. Wasn't it? Yeah, he was in Smoking Aces. That's another fun. That's another fun original movie. He's uh, in Hubie Halloween. Oh yeah, he's in Hubie Halloween too. Yeah, he's like. He's Hubie's nemesis, and he's also hitting on that like eighteen year old girl. <laughs> he's like, now I'm gonna go torture Hubie because you didn't want to give he didn't want to give me any. <laughs> so now I'm gonna go take it out on Hubie. That fucking movie's great, man. Oh god, that fucking movie's that movie's a fucking classic. That movie needs to be in like some sort of. Museum, yeah, like that fucking movie is like that shit is so fucking funny, man. I swear. Um, he's also the Iceman, and or he's in the Iceman. He's in um, Iceman, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a great movie too. A lot of tough guy roles. He was a tough guy, man. Only other thing we got, I got is Tim, the director of the Blackening, and Dwayne Perkins, the writer, are teaming up to do an animated Clue series. I don't have high hopes for it, but I do think like it will probably be better than it should be. I so I knew there was a animated Clue series coming out. I did not know it was them. I also did not know they existed until the Blackening. So I'm excited for it. Um, Tim Story, you've seen Barbershop. But that doesn't mean I know what a Tim Story is. Oh yeah, he's the director from Barbershop. He's got some decent movies. I just feel like he hasn't done anything in such a long time. I mean, he did something now. And yeah, he's, he's going to do something else that's going to do... Because that's on Netflix, right? Or one of them streaming services? And it's one of the streaming services. So it's going to do good. Whether it's good, who knows, but it's going to yeah. do well. Tim Story did Ride Along, Fantas- the Fantastic Four movies, Taxi, Tom and Jerry, Barbershop. The original Taxi or the Jimmy Fallon Taxi? Jimmy Fallon. Okay. So he's got some real suspect <laughs> moves. He's doing the Monopoly movie. Why? Oh, he did praise this, which I was going to watch, but I didn't. Why would someone make a Monopoly movie? I don't know, because brands spend a lot of money, so they'll hire someone and they take it because it's a nice paycheck. I mean, there's Clue movies. Yeah, but Clue yeah, is- that's different. That's different, though. So the Clue movie... Oh, okay. The Clue movie came movie. out. I, no, it I, came I out like do, yeah during the release of the board game, I believe. And there's actually was, a narrative story to Clue. I, I yeah, get, I see that now. 
Yeah, it's not just like capitalism. Sometimes I just like to argue. Yeah, I know it's okay. I love that meme of that that meme of Clue, where it's Sam Jackson holding up a car and says, "Does he look like a bitch?" <laughs> I don't think that's Clue. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, Guess that's, Who. That's guess Who. It's all the same to me. That's where you have but a picture of a person and you say, is he wearing glasses? Does he have freckles? Oh. Yeah. It's not the same. Did you think that was Clue? <laughs> I don't play board games, man. I don't know. We've literally played board games. We played the Hue game and we played... I played a Star Wars, like Escape from the Death Star. I played the Oregon Trail. I played Pandemic. I played Monopoly. Yeah, just- I played Scrabble because I was in Scrabble Club. See, you love board games. No, Scrabble is the only game that I've played multiple times. Every other one I played literally one time ever in my life. I don't, I don't, I don't not like board games. I just don't play them. So... <laughs> For everybody listening, I did not say that clue was guess who. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is I like that meme. Now I'm just imagining someone playing a game of clue and just yelling, Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> they're like, Was it Colonel Mustard with the candlestick? And you're like, Does he look like a bitch? I love clue. Yeah, I got the game, both the movie. I'm going to watch the movie tonight. I feel like I should do research before I hop on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. You know, I feel like I need to brush up before I get on. Oh, shit. There's Guess Who right there. Yeah. You've probably never played it. No, I haven't. Guess Who, Clue. Damn. We got Guess, who's actually, Guess Who's a really good game for, like, really young kids. Yeah. I played hmm. it uh, I play it every now and then with, with kids that, that's at work, and I just lie to win. There's there's no reading. It's all like just looking at pictures and describing them. Yeah, kids will be like, "Is it a boy?" And I'll be like, "Man, gender's spectrum. You can't. <laughs> I don't know." <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, nice one. All right. So I, before we close out, and this might be a question that we'll have to like follow up on. <sighs> if, no, no, no. I mean, I I don't know if you guys have an answer right away, but oh okay. If someone was going to remake your life what character would play you you mean what actor yes that's what i meant <laughs> no no what character i would love to be played by play you yeah what what actor will play you in dr doolittle <laughs> yeah luigi <laughs> I mean, you pick, dressed as me. You could play Kevin. You could with a cardigan and like. <laughs> it's Luigi Mario, but he's playing me. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'm Jack Black. So you would want Jack Black to play you? Okay. Yeah. I could. I could see Jack. I could see Jack Black playing you. I don't know. I, I, again, I I just thought about this. I don't know if you have like an answer. I mean, we can always like really think about I it. I feel like I I just saw an old post on my Facebook. It was one of those Facebook quizzes, like what actor do you look like? Mm-hmm. And it was Scarlett Johansson. I don't like her, but I feel like she's a good. She's option. a good actress. What do you got against her? But I also feel like a more realistic choice is maybe like Jennifer Lawrence. I also don't like her, but I don't know. I've one time people told me I look like Enid from The Walking Dead. I don't know that actress's name. I also don't see that. No, no, I don't see that either. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know who Enid is, so 
Oh, Pat watched like season one. Yeah. He he left after they got to the CDC. Pat doesn't even I was know. Like, oh, this sucks. Pat doesn't even know that Rick met up with uh, his wife and kid. <laughs> I mean, that was like episode five or something, but. Wasn't yeah, it? no, I do know that. Yeah. It was definitely season one, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was know. season one. Yes, it's 100% season one. I can actually say I've seen every episode ever of The Walking Dead. Enrique, who's playing you? And in, in- I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like I need. So I have a picture, a side by side picture of me. And then the other picture is Uncle Tito from Rocket Power. I feel like I need like a big Hawaiian man to play me, but I don't know like a big Hawaiian man with a ponytail. We can find one. But like, I feel like I need to find someone that's like clumsy, but like not clumsy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, I, again, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just. I feel like you would also like if you, if there were to be a movie about you, you would definitely be like super whitewashed and they would pick like. Oh yeah, I'd be like Jonah Hill. They'd pick like yeah. Also- <laughs> yeah. I was- <laughs> I, yeah, they'd pick like Seth Rogen or Jonah Hill to play me. Because they're just like, this is this is literally what we think you are. Um, I was gonna say maybe a Scars Guard they throw in. No. <laughs> no, no, no fuck. I don't listen, I do not fit the characteristics it's- of any Scars Guard. Uh yeah, I would be like a fucking Jonah Hill type, probably. I would say Jonah Hill. Only because I, I do agree, I'd be like whitewashed. It'd be like, nah, we can't get somebody. We had to get somebody a little lighter than you. So I feel like maybe a Jonah Hill. Uh, who's another person that like? I need somebody that's like tall though. It can't be like somebody. Also, what they would get George Lopez to play my dad. He kind of does look like him a little bit. <laughs> he would be like my sitcom dad. What I, I was gonna say? What genre is this movie? Oh, it could be anything. Sitcom. Oh no, it would be a movie. It would be it would be a movie. Yeah, yeah, because I did say movie. So it, it can be anything. Dave Batista's six four. You might be played by Dave Batista. Oh fuck yeah, man. If I was played I, by Dave Batista, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I would I would say that's probably who I would pick. I would want I would want to be so if if I can have anyone to play me, realistically, I would want like I would want to have a movie where I'm like super, super exaggerated and I would have like a young Bolo Young play me and I'll show you a picture of him. If I can choose whoever I want, I would pick like Tay Diggs. I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of, I feel like it has to be someone with hair and I can't think of a lot of like, but I feel like it, it's a movie so they would pick someone that looks nothing like you and yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it would just be like a guy with long hair. It'd be like Jason Momoa, and nah. they'd be like, "This is this is good enough. He's got long hair." Jason Momoa is not not playing Enrique. Yeah, I, I would I would see more like um, I I think Batista, and they just put a wig on him. Right, but like I can't picture him with hair. Like it looks super weird. So when I try to it look picture, like Enrique, no, when I try to picture him with a wig on. It looks like a wig in my mind. So he has like the haircut of that, the guy from the movie. What is it? No Country for Old Men. Is that the guy with the hair or am I thinking of a different movie? No, he didn't have long hair in that. What movie am I thinking of with the guy with the hair? He looks like Will from Stranger Things. That uh, haircut, you know what I'm talking what, about? That, that's that's uh, Javier Bardem. I'd love Javier Bardem to play me. 
Yeah, that's. I would love to have a but. I'm saying if they tried to put a wig on any actor to recreate your hair, it would just look like that. The thing is, these guys are they're too handsome. It wouldn't be believable. That's what. But well, I would love a, it. It's a movie, though. I, that's the thing. Right, yeah, right, right. It's right. gotta be more. It would be like Barker. Adam Driver because you have the same hair. I am flattered that you would pick Javier Bardem to play me because I would love. No, I'm not saying him. I'm saying. Oh fuck! All right. The, the <laughs> <big character. laughs> Damn. Have you ever can play your dad? He's kind of old. Like I'm just saying, like no one has that hair, so they'd have to use a wig. But I've never seen like a convincing wig of like your length of hair, so it would look like that wig from the movie. Look, I, I I'm gonna show you. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a, a photo, but <laughs> if if I, I w- okay, I would pick Javier Bardem, right? Because you guys know who he is. I would pick Bolo Young. He's just a old martial artist from the 80s, but he's like this. Okay. Right? But his face, his face can can kind of pull off like that Mexican, but he's a little too dark because I'm not at all. Like I'm very, very light. The or, thing is, it's a movie, they're either gonna go darker or lighter. Right, 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 right. Or yeah, they're not I gonna would, get it right. Or I would or be Tay Diggs. <laughs> The thing is, you can be all like, I was thinking my movie, my, like my movie would have to be like the the Bob Dylan movie where there was five actors playing him at different stages in life. Uh, there's a movie I don't remember the title of the movie, but it's based on a true story. It's got Ewan McGregor. I don't remember who the wife is, but the son is I think Tom Holland is in it. Young Tom Holland, and is it's Spider Man. No, shut up. It's a disaster movie. Anyway, it's it's based on true events of this family that survived this disaster, and the main characters. Oh, wait, is are this, like, is this the Gregor. Owen Wilson one? I... No, and I want to say like um, Nicole Kidman, some other blonde actress, maybe. Mm-hmm. It might be Nicole Kidman. I don't remember. Anyway, I watched this entire movie, like this true story of this family that survived the disaster, and they get to the end credits and they show the actual family. And it's clearly like a Hispanic family. And <laughs> I'm not joking when they changed the name of every single family member, but all they did was like take the accent off. Yeah. Because the mom's name in the movie was Maria. But when they show her name in the credits, it's Maria, but with like the eye. Right, right, right. And I forget what all the other names were, but it was literally every single name was the same, but just like the accent was taken off. And they're like clearly Hispanic, but then it's just Ewan McGregor, Kate Winslet, not Kate Winslet, but Nicole Kidman. Maybe they're all I don't. The same. I don't know the actress. I don't remember. I can see because I was thinking about it. I can see you as being played by like a nineteen ninety Sharon Stone. Okay. So like basically freaking a dead Sharon Stone is what I was thinking. What about Jamie Lee Curtis? Okay. I kind of, that makes sense to me because I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween reminds me of my mom or like maybe my mom just has like 70s vibes or like I think about, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I'm looking at all these pictures of Sharon Stone and the Quick and the Dead and like. I also have no concept. I have no idea what I look like. I could not describe, couldn't tell you, no idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how to describe the people how I look. I just tell yeah, them like, like, I'm my like brain, tall, I'm just a big guy, I have hair. Um, I just be looking in the mirror. 
in Enrique's movie, I want to be played by Sam Elliott. Oh, fuck yeah. Then it's a Western. He and Pat are going to be doing beans all day. And fucking why why is your movie a Western? Because why if you're gonna, if you're, like, if you're going to be Sam Elliott, we're going to do a Western and we're going to be eating beans and spitting in cans like all day. Please, please send us your like fan casts of us. Yeah, please. Also, I, I thought of this idea earlier. This is random unrelated. Send us your short stories and maybe we will read them. Oh, hell I yeah. mean, we'll definitely read them, but maybe we'll read them on the podcast. No, no, we will read them and we'll act them out if you have multiple characters. Oh yeah, like send us a script and we'll we'll do like a radio play. I would love that. It's about us, but cast us as each other. <laughs> no, right, right in the script, be like Enrique played by Javier Bardem played by Enrique. Like <laughs> we're playing the actor playing, playing us, us yeah. in the script. All right, I, I could do that. Please email us. All right, yeah. Listen, <laughs> if if. You guys want listen, Javier Bardem, if you're listening and you want to play me in a movie about me, hey man, go for it. I, I give you my I give you my like one hundred percent support. If you need research to know how I was when I was yeah. like if you want to know how I was when I was in my fifties, because he's like in his fifties, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> um And I feel like if if we were all in the same movie together, I feel like that affects the casting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I feel no. Like, I don't know. Pat is black, no matter what. Like I can't no, think of. He is, but then I feel like if y'all were in the same movie, Pat would be played by a Hispanic man, and then you would be played <laughs> by a white man. Like they would cast like John Leguizamo as Pat, and then you'd be played I, by like. I would love that. Character. I would be so honored. I think that'd be cool as hell. If Pat was a uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, I'd be cool as hell if it was like that in real life. Oh, if you were like just him in real life. Yeah, I'll tell you what his one man show where he plays himself, very funny. He's really he really is un, like super underrated. He's hilarious. Like he's he's a great actor. He's super underrated. Yeah, I had to watch that in my acting class to prepare us for like writing a one man show. I didn't write one. I just like dropped the class. But you should have. You should have written one. Nah, I just didn't want to. So and that was our final project, and I just didn't do it. So I watched his like stand up special, and then I watched some people like every day in class. The, our professor would be like, "Go rehearse this," and I would just like leave, or I would just sit there. And then when it came time to like perform them, I watched a couple other people perform, and then I left before it got to my turn, and I never went back. Oh nah, man. Um, we should then we gotta do it then now. No. <laughs> we gotta do it now, you know? Alright, so to end this off, I will post it now, today, June twenty second, and then whenever this episode comes out, which I I will do my best to get it out quick, I'll post it again and I'll see what people think about our our personal casting. Like okay, so Pat's Jack Black. Who is your final? I I I say because of the shape of your face, I'm gonna say 1990 Sharon Stone. Okay. And because, and because I'm just a fucking idiot, I'm I'm gonna cast myself as I'm gonna cast Tate Diggs to play me. 
like an early '90s tape days to play me. So that's the casting. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you for listening. I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts, any final comments. If for some reason you're like the one guy who's never met us and is just listening, still send us your fan cast. Yeah, send us who you think we look like. Who do we sound like? Send us who you think you look like. Yeah. If if we don't know you, please open the email and just be like, hello, my name is, and then I look like, so that we know who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. So we can get a visual as we read the email. Sounds good. All right.